Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Fatherhood Experience Podcast. My name is Roy Sampson. I'll be your host today, as I will be every day. And one day we'll have some guests, yay, but not today. And um, yeah, we'll have some other fathers here. And for those of you who's first time this is tuning in, I record these while driving to work because that's the only time that I can find during the day to actually hit record and have some dedicated time between my mind and my audience. So here we are, driving to work. And as I walked out of the door, my oldest son Tristan was cooking pancakes for everybody. That's correct, 10-year-old Tristan was cooking pancakes. And it wasn't an overnight expectation. It actually started as soon as he could grip something in his little hands before he was even one year old, before he could talk. I would make oatmeal in the morning or porridge for you in the United Kingdom. We would make porridge and I would have him grip the spatula, put the spatula in the pot as I'm holding him in my arms and then I would make little circular motions with my baby <clears throat> which in turn would make circular motions with the spatula inside the pot. <clears throat> now, that didn't come out of nowhere. Part of it was an idea of, instead of just trying to get the kids out of your hair when you are doing chores or trying to do things around the house, <clears throat> Part of it was involving them so we could either put him in a baby carrier and do all these things or I could start involving them in whatever I was doing and at that time I don't know how old he was maybe six months old Ten months old what I realized I could do is I could actually have them hold the spatula and then one day I looked at some parents while we were at a restaurant and their child was getting ready to reach for a pot of tea. And the parent says, don't touch that, it's hot. <clears throat> sure enough, what does the baby do? Touches the pot. And it wasn't even a baby. I feel like it was, their child was already about two years old, maybe three. Don't touch that, it's hot, baby touches it and starts crying because they touched the hot pot. And in my mind, I was thinking, that baby, that toddler, has no clue what the word hot means. We, we know what the word hot means and we are trying to protect our children without giving them the experiential knowledge or knowledge through experience of what hot and cold mean. We don't even give them the experience of the gradient or gradually something gradually getting hot or something gradually getting cold so we don't they don't know what the words cool and warm mean so 
I, I thought of what Tristan was capable of at the time and he was much older, he could stand. And I knew that he could, in the kitchen, he could help me with making toast and jello. So with the toast, he knew how, it's, it's easy for a two year old. I think Tristan was even younger than two, he was one. It was, he was barely learning how to stand and uh, climb up his little step stool. So he was walking, climbing up his step stool. And he knew how to get bread out of the plastic container, the plastic bag, and put it in the toaster and press the button down. And he would do that and I would take the toast out. So he would help me make toast early in the morning. And then with the Jello. It, it requires two major steps and the two major steps of making jello is putting the mixture in hot water and then adding cold water to the mixture so that was my introduction to Tristan of the actual words hot and cold this water is hot we add the hot water to the powder and then he adds the hot water to the powder and it was really cute because he was like hot 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 and then when he would put it the the cold water he's like cold water cold water so instead of just pointing to pictures of a snowflake and saying cold or pointing to pictures of someone sitting in the sun and saying hot it was an actual experiential learning experience of the phenomenon of hot and cold and in the kitchen there's a lot of opportunities for for learning we actually had Tristan making lemonade and there's a video on YouTube if you look at youtube.com slash prayroy I have a video there of Tristan making lemonade at two years old and he was working the knife to cut the lemons he was squeezing the lemons out but in the kitchen there are a lot of opportunities for working on micro skills macro skills and sensory including smells sights sounds and tastes and some people are thinking, especially when they were watching the video of Tristan at two years old cutting the lemons, they're like, that's, that's horrible thinking about safety, etc, etc. And basically my response, and th these were family members, these weren't like, it's not like my YouTube channel is viral, but these were family members saying safety with a child and I was telling them that what that's the safest way for him to learn about using a knife because it's in a controlled environment I'm there I'm there watching him as he does it and as much force as a parent can put on a knife to cut chicken a child of two years old doesn't have that much force to to be able to put on the knife to cut their finger off um, they do have however and the, the knife has, has the sharpness to be able to cut through skin, but not enough to do major damage. So the child can actually learn what the word sharp means and cutting lemons is the perfect time to do it because they feel it right away. It's not like a paper cut where you get cut and you don't even realize it for a couple of seconds. With a lemon, you realize it right away. And, if, and also, if you give the child a dull knife, it takes a lot more force to actually cut them, but not cut the lemon with a serrated edge. So, in the kitchen, there are a lot of opportunities for learning 
micro skills such as uh, cutting even putting butter on toast is being able to work with a knife teaching my son how to and my children all three of them so when I say Tristan these lessons and these activities were being applied to all three but teaching the the children to wash a knife and of course starting with butter knives where there's no damage at all and teaching them how to wash the handle how to wash the blade which which side is the sharp side and being and and running the sponge across the dull side and that's how you wash a knife they learn how to handle a knife how to keep the sharp side away from them and it really is being able to do that in a controlled environment that will prepare them for the times when you're not there there are a lot of people now who are in high school who don't know their ways around a kitchen who don't know their way um, handling a knife they don't know how to handle knives they don't know how to handle heat how to cook scrambled eggs barely cook ramen and it really is a combination <clears throat> of micro macro and even cognitive skills where you are calculating how much heat to add to a boiling pot or a simmering skillet um, to be able to get that right mixture and when I left Tristan he was trying to figure out how to make the best pancake he was playing with the heat moving it up and down he was making pancake dots which is essentially just dripping uh, dripping the batter on the skillet so you can make dots he was playing with making shapes he had a couple of Mickey Mouse pancakes on there and so he was learning all the different combinations and the little things that he can do to try to get that perfect pancake and it, it really is another exercise in patience and an exercise in problem-solving critical thinking and it's all through experience not just me telling him what to do so when I get home today I'm gonna ask them what he learned from that experience and how did I get him to do that this morning at this point all I really have to do is ask him and he would have done it out of love but I said buddy I'll give you a dollar if you make pancakes for your siblings because I also want them to earn money and to be able to have a little bit of a reward get some value for their work because uh, we don't buy them anything if they want to buy something a toy or candy they have to do that themselves as well so yeah I guess the, this podcast is about the school of the kitchen the school of the kitchen another thing that we do in the kitchen so another learning activity that Shelly actually started doing with the kids but I do as well is we get them to try new foods in the kitchen <clears throat> so for me one of the things that I like to do is when the kids say they don't like a food they have to take at least three bites and those three bites consist of taste you have to tell me what the taste is you have to tell me what the texture is so is it 
the first taste is it sweet is it salty is it bitter is it a combination of one of the three is it uh, 20% sweet 70% or is it half sweet half salty you have to tell me what that is with the first bite with the second bite you have to tell me is it crunchy is it chewy is it soft is it mushy yucky is not a flavor yucky is not a texture you have to tell me what the flavor is what the texture is and then the third bite is is there uh, can you identify what's in it? What what actual flavors are in it? Is, it? is there a carrot in there? Can you taste salt in there? So it's actually putting together um, the food and the, the basic exercise, the objective of the exercise is really just to get your children to eat the food, to taste the food because there is a study done that if a child eats a food I think more than 10 times maybe 20 conservatively uh, let's just say the number is 10 if the child eats a food 10 times they start to like it and sure enough the tastes for Tristan Zoe and Zachary's taste buds have become more uh, explore open open to new tastes they're open to try new foods that they haven't tried before because we won't take yucky as an excuse to give them something else. They have to at least tell us what it, what does it taste like? What's the taste? What's the, con the texture? And then what's the flavor or what ingredients can you taste in the food? So they actually have to try to discern what their senses are telling them. It's connecting you to your body and your, your sensory perception. So that's done in the kitchen as well. Now one of the things that Shelly does is she does a taste test or a taste con... It's not even a contest. It's just a fun activity where she has the kids blindfolded and then we take little containers, sometimes they're little measuring cups or all those measuring those little measuring cups that you get from from medicine like Pepto-Bismol or cough syrup and we put uh, foods in there so sometimes it'll be chocolate sometimes it'll be an almond or lettuce or something edible and they don't know what it is but they have to identify what it is whilst being blindfolded so that is the taste test activity that we do in the, the kitchen and again, that is more of a, a cognitive slash sensory learning experience. So it just adds on more and more life experience lessons for our children, your children, if you choose to do so as well. So the, the kitchen really is an endless school for learning for sensory, cognitive, critical thinking, problem solving, when you're trying to get that recipe just right. One of the things that Tristan um, mentioned when he was doing the, the taste activity where I was asking him to describe what the, what the flavor is that he's tasting because he didn't like um, onions at that time. 
and the food that we had had onions in it but it also had garlic which is something else he didn't like it also had uh, tomatoes which he didn't like raw so there were all these ingredients that he didn't like but he actually liked the flavor of the the food that he was eating at that time and he said daddy it's like when you combine colors how yellow and blue makes green onions has a flavor garlic has a flavor tomato has a flavor but when you put them together it's a different flavor like when you mix colors and that's very true Tristan that's exactly what it is things uh, at face value taste differently when you combine them and I know one of the la the latest lessons that I told him wasn't necessarily about something he could experience at the time I was telling him about wine how because he was asking why people drink wine when it tastes bad and so I had to explain to him how it changes the way that food tastes when you combine it with those foods and um, yeah he's gonna have a blast when he gets older <laughs> and he can celebrate with with the adults in wine tasting and pairing with different foods so hopefully by that time he'll be prepared for it and just like not abusing a knife or not being able to handle kitchen tools unsafely by then he'll be able to to safely and responsibly savor and enjoy alcohol glass of wine and beer and all that stuff because his palate would have been trained finally yeah I don't even know what I'm talking about because I don't like wine I barely drink alcohol if I drink alcohol they're cocktails where they taste like candy and etc 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 so I'll leave that to Shelly to teach the kids because she has a good palate for wines and beers I will stick to the, the chemistry and the physics, the heat transfers, and the scientific part of the kitchen learning. So with that, I end my experience as a kitchen dad teacher, a professor of the scientific method within the kitchen. and. Yeah, don't be don't be afraid. You can start with jello if your baby is young and small but they can understand and they can they can get water and turn it upside down and pour it safely into a bowl, then you can start with jello. You can start with putting having them put bread in a toaster and pressing the button down. Uh, at a younger age, all the kids knew exactly what hot meant and they were telling us while pointing hot 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 when a pot would come to the table or when the oven is open they would tell us that's hot be careful they would tell each other that's hot be careful so I end with this try to find opportunities in the kitchen to teach your kids about life and the activities in the kitchen is an amazing way to bond, to bond with your family. 
and uh, whether it's a couple uh, you and your significant other or your partner making a meal together there's a bonding experience there there's conversations that happen some of my best friends we we bonded in the kitchen I had two friends when I first graduated from school and I was a single engineer working at Lockheed Martin Aeronautics. All three of us had long distance relationships. So on the weekends, we, we would hang out together on Saturday, just have whatever activity. And then on Sundays, we would get together. I know it was after I went to mass and we would ride our bikes to downtown, have lunch in downtown Fort Worth. And then we would ride our bikes back to the the neighborhood that we all lived in go to the store one of us would be in charge of selecting a movie the other one would be in charge of selecting um, an entree and the third person would be in charge of dessert and we we literally would sit there and just cook and we would make bread that we sliced up and would take to work for the rest of the week and it was such an amazing experience in my life. It's really what got me started cooking was that time that I was away from my family on a high pressure project um, at work with my two best friends who I probably should give a call, uh, reach out and do some FaceTiming with because I miss those guys. That was, I don't know, 20 years ago. <laughs> All right, so I leave you with that. Thank you very much for spending this time with me. I know how your time is valuable. And if you're driving, then we just shared an amazing drive together. Thank you for sharing with my thoughts. And uh, that's it. That is my fatherhood experience. Thank you very much.